Retirement has its limits. We're older. Our bodies don't move like they once did. Through glass doors, next to this coffee shop where I ride, are some young kids in a ballet class. They bend, stretch in ways I can hardly remember. Two of our own grandchildren take ballet twice a week and karate two other days. We watch their classes when we visit, just observing the twisting, turning, leaping, kicking, and all sorts of other movement leave me breathless. At this stage in life, I'm not about to pursue either. One worn-out piece of advice that seems to hold true all of our life is that we need to pick our battles. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. We do dance. Or we did just a few years ago until we started splitting our time between Bellingham and Vancouver, B.C. And we did pick our battle or form, ballroom. It seemed much more suited to our age group. It was so much fun to step out on the floor three nights a week and cha-cha, tango, waltz, foxtrot, or rumba. Our bodies not only could handle these dances, but they seemed to thrive on them. Our age does limit what we physically active choose to do, but it doesn't chain our bodies to the ground. We just need to pick something a bit more appropriate than ballet and karate. One place I notice a limit is my ability to sit on airplanes for long flights. That had to stop. This is a bit of a disappointment, but not unanticipated. If you are Still not bothered by the time spent in a cramped airline seat, I would suggest you get with it before it is too late. At least for we tall guys, the allure of such travel quickly fades. Travel is one of the chief activities of retired folks. They like to visit the holy lands, Las Vegas, Hawaii, or Europe. They line the decks of cruise ships and fill the seats of tinted window tour buses. They can and do travel. I have to admit that I'm not one of them, not because of limits, but because I just don't choose to. It is possible to be retired and not want to travel in that fashion. Lucky for us, we did quite a bit of traveling earlier in life. But I digress. Travel during retirement is possible. It is just the method that has limitations. We don't hike like we used to. We don't fit well in Volkswagen vans and we don't sleep well in cheap hotels found late at night. We have found other methods of travel that suit us. Most of the time, it includes tying short flights to longer stays, or we like to drive the roads of our own continent. Combining all of this with the wonders of home exchange, and we have a travel plan that works for us in retirement. Of course, RVs seem to be the preferred method of travel for many. They like that sense of carrying their home on their back, the same bed every night, the reliable home cooking, and the freedom to stay or move on a daily basis. Even more exotic are those who choose to live the retired life of sailing. We live on the coast, and we have what seems like more sailboats than people. Many of us may be limited by money to indulge in such travel. RV people tell me it is an expensive way to go. You don't save anything by having an RV, said a friend. And when it comes to boating, they all talk about 
pouring money down a hole. Depending on our financial circumstances, we may not have to think about money. Others may retire with strict financial restrictions. The limitation is not one that is reserved to the retired. It's with us all the days of our lives. Spending less than we make seems to be the only solution, no matter our stage in life. There are other limits that accompany retirement, but I have a hard time thinking of them. I'm just not built that way. We all work under limits from the time we're born. We can do some things and we can't do other things. We learn to live within our limits. It's part of becoming an adult. We learn to adjust from wanting to be an all-star athlete to being an electrician. We learn to adjust from wanting to be a movie star to being a teacher. We learn to live in the world as it is, rather than the world as we want it to be. We learn to pick our battles and try to move ourselves and the world in a positive direction. The limitations tend to become only the framework within which we live our lives. Grandchildren learn this every time their parents send them to their room for a time out. It starts early. I always think of Eileen Allen, age 92, when I consider limitations. Episode 204, Making the Most of It. As a professor, her life was based on reading. In retirement, she lost her sight. She started to memorize poetry, and during our last conversation, she thrilled us with her recitation. She thrills others and is requested for readings. She smiles, she pauses, and then launches into a poem that paints a picture of the exotic and interesting. I'm not good at discussing limitations. I've always looked for the opening. Maybe I learned that when I was a high school halfback. This is Retirement Talk. P.S. We just got an email from a friend celebrating his 88th birthday in Sarasota, Florida. Quote, Going to dinner with granddaughter and her dad. Got myself a massage and just got home from my playwriting class. Busy day for an 88-year-old. End quote. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.